Gate 14 podcast, and ladies and gentlemen, anything is possible. Avery, what's up, brother? How we doing? I mean, the vibes are weird because it should have been a sweep, and we took two or three. I don't know if I should be happy or pissed off. Where are you at with this? I felt like we were part of the team. It was a grind this week. <laughs> was it not? Dude, the, two, the, the stream's still 2 a.m. Listen, I love the listeners. It's worth it, obviously. We broke our record back-to-back streams, by the way. Thanks for everyone that tuned in. It's just, it taxes you. I got obviously I didn't have to work this week. So like I start I had I got, I got to sleep until like 10. But like you having to do a stream till 2 a.m. and then having to drive all the way to Kitchener at God knows what time you had to leave. 7 a.m. maybe? I don't know. No, I wake up. I, I leave at like eight, but I can tell you after the Monday night game, I slept through all my alarms and it was just an hour <laughs> late for work. I don't know if I forgot to set them or I slept through it. Um I would like to think I just didn't set them. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm from a um if I look back on it, happy with two and one against the Dodgers, but being there watching those games, you're you're really not happy with that. Like looking at that on paper, if I just woke up from a coma or a comma coma, coma, sorry. Fuck. Coma Johnny. <laughs> if I just woke up from a you coma. Just woke up from a coma. If I just woke up from a coma and I'm like looking at the schedule, I'm like, oh, two or three from the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, sure. But if I peel back the onion, I'm like four run lead in the ninth and pretty much led every single game until the ninth inning. I'm like, pull the trigger. I'm in pain. So I don't know where to be with it, but that's ball, folks. Like YJ says, it's ball. Um, yeah. If you the Jays had a lead in the seventh or later of every game this road trip and ended up three and three, right? That that's ball though. That the chalk chalk one up to the game. That's what we're well, you have to chalk up. three up to the game, sadly, yeah. not just one. Yeah, chalk chalk three up to the game. It is that was how do I describe that? The most Toronto Blue Jays uh road trip ever. Misery, heartbreak, bounce back from it, and then just we're back. We're back like. It was like that meme. It was like, we're dead. Season's over. We're all the way back. We're back. It's over. Like, that's that's what the Toronto Blue Jays season has been. And like I said, I was just on that uh, that show with Roger LeJuan on Fan 590, and I said, like, this team having the best record in the American League over the last 50 games will never not make sense in my mind. It doesn't. I, I can't compute it. I can't. I can't understand it. Yeah, for um, for having the best record in the American League, it's it's sure been hell at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Has it not? You, yeah, you're right. But you know what, though? we When we're looking back on this and we're doing one episode a week in November and December, we're going to be like, fuck, I would kill for a heartbreaker at 2 a.m. right now. I would kill to be live streaming a game right now. You so, know? Perspective. Yeah. What was the feeling like after yesterday's game? What I know it's not wild card game two, but it felt awfully Off- similar. Softly close. Let me put this into perspective. The Toronto Blue Jays, a team that quite literally never gets insurance runs ever. That's just not how they do it. That's just not how this team rolls. Getting insurance runs and it meaning goddamn nothing, that's what made it way worse. Just Jano raking, obviously coming through with a two RBI, doubled, bases loaded with two outs. Everything was clicking. And then next thing you know, we are in misery. Because Eric Swanson, who's been overthrown like a motherfucker, 
comes in and gives up four. I I, I don't know. I, I that was that that was the worst loss of the year, right? We can all agree on that. Like not even close. I think so. Most disappointing one for sure. I haven't I didn't felt like that after a game all year yet. So really, yeah, all year, all year. I, that was the first. Maybe time. that Mariners game though. They lost uh, when it was seven four on Saturday. It was pretty bad too. I mean, that's two in a week. That was also bad, but like I woke up the next day. Yeah. And I was just like, I kind of feel like shit about this still. Usually I'm pretty good at flushing it, get to the next one. Yeah. I was driving to work, said, didn't really listen to anything on the way to work, just sat in silence, just kind of thinking about the game. I was like, that that really fucking sucked. For sure. For sure. But I have a couple of things that I saw on Twitter that I want to address here. Uh, ballpark proposals have we talked about that before on here and i don't know if our listeners maybe, maybe some not of our listeners, this year maybe some of our listeners have done this oh we did talk about it last year remember the red Sox proposal when they were losing by 20 yes yes, yes. it's still okay. a good conversation to have it's a great conversation to have because obviously when we i'm trying to think if our listeners are the type to do i don't think they are i couldn't think it's anything on the planet's more cheesy more like just like what the fuck are we doing like makes it uncomfortable you know like am i the only one that thinks like that Avery? i think ballpark proposals are like the worst thing you could possibly do right well, you at heart you're a lover so like, just ballpark proposals aren't your thing you're you're going for something on a more grand stage but the only i also don't think it's good i think it's, it's kind of shitty as well yeah it's, terrible, it's like bro. when you put it up on the jumbotron like will you marry me and then it cuts to them in the oh, park oh, it makes my skin crawl it but really just does. like you got to be forced into a situation where you say yes there, even if you want to say no. Like, how many ballpark proposals you think yeah. are kibosh by the time they leave the park? That I would love to get the analytics and baseball savant fucking tap in one time and let's actually care. Let's let's calculate stats that matter. Listen, if I'm the girl, like, and oh, you know what's crazy is, is listen, if if the girl is if the girl is like a massive baseball fan, maybe that's like the maybe the only exception. But if it's like a girl, a lot of the times when we watch and we see at the ballpark, Avery, it's a girl who clearly there like is there that maybe doesn't care. Like she's not a big baseball fan and she's just looking around. There's 50,000 fucking people looking at her getting proposed to on the Jumbotron. It's not romantic. It's like it's terrible. Like it just it, it's such a lazy way to propose to someone. Maybe if it was like a second proposal after you already did like a thing in private or whatever, whatever. But doing it in front of that many people that you don't know, that, like, don't give a fuck, personally, obviously, I don't care. It's just, it just sucks. I saw it, I was like, I think that's, like, a consensus. Like, everyone agrees on that, right? It's yes. a terrible thing. Yes, I agree. And now, maybe if you, like, worked for the team or something, I don't, I don't know. It's just, there's not I, many situations where I feel like it's the right thing to do. But we'll let the ladies answer that question. Yeah, we'll have the females answer that. Maybe tweet at us tomorrow. Let us know. But I just think it's such an awkward setting to do it. I don't know. I just think it's such an awkward setting to do it in. Um, I I don't. I can't really make sense of it. I, I just don't know why someone would do that and put that. Imagine <laughs> what, what made you think of that. I saw a tweet. Someone got proposed to. Uh, I like it just research recycled on my uh, timeline. I think it was a prank that like he got proposed. This girl got proposed with the Rogers Center. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was fake. Yeah, that was obviously fake as shit. But yeah, but what I'm saying is just like yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't be more out on the ballpark proposals. But speaking about things that are completely opposite proposals of people that fuck, we got to talk about anything is possible. The name of this episode: the goat, the king, the legend. I couldn't be more in on Genesis Cabrera or Genesis. Sorry, 
Hannes Cabrera. He fucking rules. What a fleece. So if you haven't seen the video, there is um, like a college white girl. Um, someone asked the craziest place she's had sex. And she is so ready to tell this story. Like she is. Oh, so, yeah. She, yeah. She was dialed in. She's so proud of this. Um, she And she said she's had sex at an MLB player's house and it was Genesis Cabrera's. Um, so we know that he fucks. And God, can he fucking throw the baseball pretty good? <laughs> well, I he had saw... two, two great outings back to back. Um, sometimes, like, obviously, a gifted arm, left handed up to what, 97. Yeah. Um, took away one of his pitches when he got over here one of them sucks like just really sucks and he was throwing it a decent amount and P- pistol pete said get that shit the fuck out of here <laughs> and pistol I, pete I said, said to you're you done. on stream i said the cardinals haven't done a great job of developing pitchers in a in a long time um they fucking get rid of all the good ones like zach gallon sandy alcantara they pitching is not their thing so it's nice to get a good arm fleece them uh, and get Anasis cabrera who was a huge part of this week and a bullpen that is absolutely fucking taxed because couldn't be more taxed because we do stuff like Friday night taking Kikuchi out when he's like 80 pitches. Yeah. <laughs> and you do that every start and you don't believe in your guys. So, and so it... yeah. So Roger, let ask this. How much of the bullpen being taxed do you blame on John Schneider for pulling the trigger? Like if you could do a percentage wise. Because he pulls the trigger on guys a lot early. Like we saw it with Chris Bassett a couple times, Kevin Gossman a couple times, Barrios a couple times. I think Barrios' last start, he was pissed off. He got pulled early. A decent amount of times, John Schneider and Co. are pulling the trigger and pulling these pitchers way too early. Like, how much do you blame it on John Schneider here, Abe? You you can always look back and say, like, what actually happened, right? It's not uh so you bring in good relievers and you get out of situations that maybe you leave them in. They don't go that way. So maybe 50% I'll put on John Schneider because the Kikuchi thing, he was pulling him nonstop 80 pitches, first sign of someone on base. And that kind of that kind of got after it. And then you play some bad, you play some bad defense, you don't score a lot of runs. And again, you're in close games needing your high leverage relievers, and then you play. Like this road trip, they threw so often all the relievers in big spots, and it came back to bite them. So I'll go, I'll go fifty percent on John Schneider for that. Yeah, fifty percent on John Schneider, fifty percent on the offense. Like that's just clear. Obviously, I would probably say sixty percent offense, forty percent Schneider. But another guy. Speaking of bullpen arms, we got to talk about this Bowden Francis story. You saw my tweet, right? When I yeah, said you, I'm back in on Bowden Francis. Yes. Okay. This is this is fucking hilarious. And he's fine with me telling this, obviously, because me and him DM a decent amount of times now. Um, so Bowden Francis was on our guy, Blake Murphy show, Blue Jays Talk Plus. Um, and he he just openly said a fuck bomb. He was just like, I, I fucking love him. And I tweeted, Bowden Francis just swore on the airwaves. Can't keep getting out of his own way. And then Luplo texts me. He's like, what's your deal with Bowden? Like, Bowden just texted me, like, what's up? Like, what's your problem with him? Oh, I was like, yeah, he came on my show, and he was fucking terrible. <laughs> so then Luplo was like, yeah, Bowden was like, uh, he was just preoccupied during the show, or he had something on his mind during the show. He's going through stuff. I was like, whatever. So I get a DM request from Bowden Francis, <laughs> and I got to pull this interaction up because this is the funniest interaction of all time. So Bowden Francis DMs me. 
first, he DMs me first. I thought it was a burner. He says, you stay on my ass, LOL, with the laughing emoji. And I said, bro, I don't even hate on you. Look at all my tweets. And I sent him all of my tweets of like me, like just pumping his tires. And he said, my podcasts are ass. Don't worry. I'm messing around. I said, it's all good, brother. We've been pumping your tires. He said, I know, I know. And then I said, I'm going to tweet him about in Francis guy. He said, ha you're hilarious. Thanks, man. Just have to stay ready for the next opportunity. And then it just went from there. But anyways, him DM, me getting a DM for Bowden Francis saying you stay on my ass <laughs> was insane because it was obviously a joking tweet, but he, you know, he's name searching his name and me saying like dog shit podcast guest. And the funniest thing is, is he remembers because he gave me an explanation. I'm not going to obviously disclose what he said of why he was terrible on the podcast. So I was, <laughs> was like, was it whatever. a good enough explanation for you? No, it was a terrible explanation. <laughs> it was terrible. But like the fact that he gave that and gave me like a sense of comfortability, like, okay, it wasn't me just being a fucking idiot. He actually was whatever. He actually gave me an explanation. I was like, all right, Bowden, that's fine. Um, just so funny. The DM, the loop low text, like what's your problem with Bowden? Because Bowden texted him and saw that like, we're boys is so funny. So I had to tell that story. It's obviously he's going to be fine. Me telling it, but uh, yeah, I'm about in Francis guy. Now that, that's, that's just good to see. he's been pitching well in the minors again, two ADRA uh, in the minors, two ADRA in the minors to our guy. Um, but anyways, I'm going to make sure that our listener who won the free tickets is listening. So this is a test. If you don't answer by what time should we say tomorrow? If you don't answer by you do this all the time and you just DM them. No, I'm not going to DM this guy. You should probably DM him. Like, who no. cares? Congratulations to Angelo Flying F for winning the two tickets. These seats are fucking insane. If I wasn't doing a solo Friday beers, I would probably be sitting in these seats. But credit to good guy Johnny for giveaway Johnny for doing all that type of stuff for the people. More giveaways coming. Uh, for the people, so don't be mad. Don't say, oh, Johnny, wah, 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 wah. I need to get tickets. We had over 200 submissions, so pretty small. I'm not a math guy, but that's under a 1% chance you won these. So shout out to How Angelo. Did... I don't want to put you under the bus here. How'd you choose I, the winner? I did the wheel before the pod. I don't want to do that live action bang, and then I'm waiting on the fucking thing and also submitting. I actually, this was a legit one, so credit to Angelo. And also, I read in our comments because I see the thing is when people win these giveaways, I'll name search gate 14 on their Twitter. See if there's any little haters, little closet haters tweeting at us. This guy fucking loves us. I mean, he, <laughs> all of his tweets at us are just body bagging Mike Wilner with us. And uh, he said that I also saw a tweet. Um, he was going to take his daughter to the game. So that's obviously really nice oh, as well. So you love, to see that. you love to see that. So good guy, Johnny. Um, but congratulations, Angelo Italian, I hope. And uh, there we go from there. But um what did, what did you get up to this week, like in the life of Johnny? <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, the mother is in Nashville. I don't know Rosie live in your mother's basement. Listen, when Gate 14's on the moon and I'm in the penthouse, we'll see who the fuck's laughing. All right. Me and Avery in Toronto. So you're you're the king of the castle. This I'm week. the king of the castle. I'm the king of the castle. And honestly, like, I really haven't done anything around the house to help. Like, she was like, Can you vacuum? Maybe I'll do that Friday. We'll see. I haven't done fuck all. I mean, I clean um, after myself, obviously. My parents are also gone. It, also, cut, it rules. It's the best. I'll never be able to afford a house on my own, but just having a house to yourself on your own is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was just I was just falling asleep in the living room downstairs, just <laughs> doing whatever the fuck I wanted. It's kind of sick. It fucking rules, dude. Twenty five and just fucking just still here, man. What yeah, well, whatever. It, listen, that's that's the economy. That's ball. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it is ball. But yeah, no, it was a great week, man. I mean, listen, uh, the summer is just, I'm trying not to get these summer days away. I'm trying to make it worth it. I was like, maybe I won't go out in Toronto this week because we're going out with Alto and all those guys and Curtis and Cincinnati in like a month and so I can save up. No, I'm going out in Toronto this weekend. I just, Johnny Toronto's back Saturday. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I it just make, making the most of the summer, making the most of the summer. But uh, let's go into the ball talk now, boys. Let's go into the ball talk. So game one, uh, that game took off a thousand years of my life. And I'll say this. I don't know if we should just permanently do streams at like 10 o'clock, but the viewership was fucking insane. Like, Dude, we, we could get the West, Cro- West Coast crew tapped in. Is that why? Must have been. It has to be. I, but, uh, T-Mac was at the office today and he said, why... How would you get so many more people? And I I had no no clue why we had so many more, but it had to have been yet more people um, from the West Not Coast. Sure. Not sure. But anyways, let's talk about that Monday game. Jay's the Monday game down. feels like forever. Ago. It really does. Like, it really feels like it just took years off of my life. Um, So the Monday game, Jays go down 2 nothing. Barrios honestly looked kind of shaky there at the start. He was walking more guys than he was striking out. Did not look great. Max Muncy single RBI at the bottom of the first. Jason Hayward home run. Crazy that that guy's still fucking doing the thing. And then next thing you know, the Jays just put up a, a crooked number, a little two spot to tie the game up. And you're just starting to think in the back of your head, like, listen, they get to this Dodgers bullpen who is not fucking good. We saw that today. We saw that with Phil Bickford on Monday. They <laughs> suck. Um, They got a chance to do something serious here. Next thing you know, it just it stays 2-2, top of the eighth inning. Our king, Matty Chapsticks, is starting to show life. Launches a baseball into fucking orbit to take the lead. Albeit, though, bottom of the eighth, the Jays gave up a game-tying nuke to tie it. Um, And honestly, Avery, it felt like the world was going to... Like, the bottom of the eighth, Blue Jays' Twitter was insufferable. It was like, I hate my life. I don't want to be here anymore. It was the entire thing. And you get to the top of the 10th inning... The Jays just look embarrassing in extra innings. They don't even they didn't even get a guy on fucking third with that. And you know who comes up and steps up? A guy that needed it more than air, needed it more than I need vision. Dalton fucking Varsho. Um, is it crazy to say, Avery, this week he's looked substantially more comfortable at the plate? Like, am I the only one that thinks that? I mean, maybe the stats don't back it up, but he's getting deeper in counts. He's walking a little bit more. I don't know. I, I think he looks maybe that propelled something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it was a huge weight off his shoulder on that hit that very well could have been a catch somehow by Jason Hayward. Like he's really, really good defender and right, uh, kind of misreads a short hop, gets by him. That was awesome. Um, but no, I don't think he's looked that much better. Really? Uh, yeah. He maybe maybe in he my mind swings he just through the high fastball like it's no one's business. We we were talking to Joe Musgrove and. The Padres guys, you were you said this. You're like Dalton Varsho. You just throw him fastballs up, right? And everyone was just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what you do." Um, and yeah, what was it? The extra innings at bat yesterday. Yeah, that was bad. Was that three straight pitches? Three straight elevated fastballs. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I am just skewed from that Monday game. You could be, you could be right. Um, but he may. There's a reason the Jays won that game. He is a part of that. He needs to take that and build off it. But it was off of Phil Bickford. And I got to say, that dude is so bad. 
so fucking bad. Shout out to Alex Anthopoulos for not signing him when he got drafted. Uh, <laughs> chess while checkers. <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. But yeah, he just walks the house. And then Boba Shet obviously pinch hit. I think I pinch hits and then he walks and all that type of stuff. But Jordan Romano looked awesome in extras, man. I mean, with that guy, like, can we rest these guys? Can the offense do something so we could just take the weight off of these dudes' shoulders like we had to today with Romano where he didn't have to pitch? Like, fuck. When he's rested and he's not throwing every day, he is unbelievable. Running it up to 99, the slider is absolutely insane. And he looked hurt again during that outing. I did say he broke his back spinal. Um, you can see it in one of the clips. Uh, he did look hurt, but he's just an absolute dog. Packs the biggest dips. And just, I got to say this, and maybe someone can respond to that. Jordan Romano is the hairiest dude in baseball. 100%. Like, he is a werewolf of hair. It is insane that that guy found love. I Maybe, I don't know. You think he he's a good-looking guy? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, sure. We can pretend. He is... The hairiest dude ever. But, yeah, Romano comes in, shuts the door. Do you, no do you think he'd ever cut his hair? Like, get, like, a laser surgery where he doesn't have to... No, no, no. I mean, like, a hair on his head, like, haircut. Uh, no. Oh, my God. Him with short hair would be nightmare fuel, bro. Holy fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might look, might be a good look for him at some point, but it's just part of his crazy look. Yeah. Just fucking curly hair coming from everywhere. Yeah, like he's curly, a curly hair. Curly fuck. Yeah, connecting to his chest right from his beard. Um, nah, he did he did look good too. And that's these games are just mixing with me. When you're talking about what was happening, obviously I remember the chat the Chapman home run off Bruzdar Gratterall. If you put a percentage chance of that happening with him throwing 101 or whatever it was, I'd put it close to zero percent. And it <laughs> the way he hit 0%. it zero percent. None. That's it. And then he backsided <laughs> it where probably what he would have to do. He's probably not turning on that, but fuck man, that was awesome as well. But then you immediately give up the lead immediately. Like it was within five minutes of my happiness. Actually, yeah. I, I, uh, I was so happy. And honestly, man, this is, we got to talk about Jay Jackson. I Johnny knows ball. I have been saying this for weeks. This is a bad, bad mother fucker jay jackson and it's about time this dude started getting respect and avery said this last podcast or on the live stream there's a reason they sent nate down right there's a reason they sent nate down jay yeah. jackson's kind of overtaken that role his stats 15 innings pitched 0.57 era one run 0.57 whip 16 strikeouts and four walks in 15.2 innings and his era plus is like 660 it's the most ridiculous. I know it's not sustainable. Maybe it is. Maybe he's the next Marion Rivera. I don't know. He, he's a dog. That is a bad, bad man, Jay Jackson. A yeah. bad, bad man. I would like them to put FIP on the broadcast instead of ERA+. plus. Like the ERA there is telling you if it's good or bad. The ERA+, yeah, okay. plus, <laughs> I, just, I think it's, it's a nice stat to have. I feel like we could put another more useful stat on the Sportsnet broadcast instead okay. of ERA+. plus. Yeah, maybe the stat nerds could back you up on that. That's a good point because you see ERA there. Like, if the guy's ERA is good, you no know No shit, ERA. his ERA+. plus. Like, it does tell you where it ranks amongst players, and I don't know if it's ranked amongst all players or if it's ranked against relievers, probably the whole league. But, 
like FIP would be a nice thing to see. See if it's like sustainable. If okay. He's out, if he's outperforming some numbers, if he's underperforming some numbers. Um. So yeah, that's that's point. my thing. That's my thing with Sportsnet. But JJ has been fucking really good. <laughs> he's insane. Even today, like, but we got to talk like that. That first game he had on two, like on Monday, he is facing the top of the Dodgers order. Yeah. Like he one two three, back pocket, back pocket, back pocket. Like that is not normal for someone to that's like a triple A fringe guy to do against the he and I said we said this on the stream, Avery. He had to face Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, All Star. That's what he had to face. And you got all three of them like they were nothing. Yeah, body that, bags. It was insane. It was like that might be, and I know we talk about start of the world series DVD. That might be it. That might be it. And then we just delete. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the start of the world series DVD. That's the start of uh Jay Jackson highlight tape, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, someone's got to make that. Can someone out there, uh, can a listener make a Jay Jackson highlight tape from this year with the Fort Minor uh, background song? 10% luck, 20% scale. Can it's sad get... because I can very well do that. Like, no, no, no. We easily. need a listener to do it. We need a listener's twist on it. That's okay. what we need. Um, But it is. It's just Jay Jackson forever. That's I mean, what that happens was... when you have decent depth at multiple levels which is something I feel like we didn't have last year. Yeah. Like, Bowden Francis very well could be pitching for this team out of the well, bullpen. Well, he should. I mean, Mitch White. Sure. Mitch White has not been great. Oh, it, oh 70 RA is not great? Wait, wait. All the best players had 70 RAs at one point. Yeah, maybe, sure. I, Doc Holliday got sent down to AAA. Yeah. Don't forget that. Mitch um, White's a starter. He shouldn't be coming out of the oh, bullpen. stop that immediately. Maybe Holy not. shit. Maybe not a starter for this team, but uh, yeah, he'll be a great starter in uh, Oakland, maybe something like that. <laughs> maybe Washington. I, he gives me Washington vibes. Um, but yeah, Mitch no, White I, is the reason this got so big this off season. So I'll forever be in debt to Mitch White. Okay, you really put things into perspective for me. I appreciate that. Okay, yes, yeah. If Mitch, if Mitch gets DFA'd, I think we should send him something nice. You because... should like a. Uh, it's like a like a Derek Jeter gift basket after he fucks a girl. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's we should do that the game 14 boys do every single time a jay gets dfa'd like trent thornton butters r.i.p we just send him a gift basket like we just fucked it like like the, J- the Derek jeter gift basket. we need to make like a custom shirt of him on the show with us just like thank you Mitch. yes thank you mitch thank <laughs> that you, he mitch. would never ever wear that he but... would never wear he'd probably burn it probably would actually tell the airport just leave it here yeah um but yeah no it would definitely be funny we should definitely do that but uh yeah that, the bullpen the... depth is good man like nate's in triple a he is he is in a decent amount of major league bullpens if you're in another organization, even if he has been shaky. Um, and Chad Green's coming up, right? Chad Green's like, coming up. This, They're taxed right now. And uh, we had someone come into the stream and be like, oh, this isn't a World Series bullpen because we're throwing our sixth and seventh guys um, in spots <laughs> they shouldn't be. It's like, dude, shut up. It's just, they, you, it's taxed. Yes. Like Eric Swanson's thrown a million more innings than he has in his entire career. And it's showing in his numbers. He's declining because he's throwing all the time. Um, so you can't really give bullpen guys rest in the middle of seasons if you need to use your bullpen all the time. You just need deep starts from your starters. And that should hopefully come from the six-man rotation. No, if- though. Because the six man rotation no. eliminates the a bullpen arm. Because you got to send someone down to bring someone up. That's what I'm saying. You like your max isn't a hundred. Your max is one ten. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Thing. So you're saying deeper, going deeper, like 120, like 115. Okay. That makes more sense. I All right. think that's how you, you do it because well, because you have extra rest. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's, I, I don't hate that. I mean, he's been really cute with the pulling of the guy. So that does make sense. But the, let's talk about the vibes after that game. I genuinely couldn't sleep. Like I, that, that game was so fun. Like yes. Jay, like Jay Jackson doing that. A guy who could you imagine if I would have told you in April or like, let's say March, Jay Jackson would be pitching high leverage against the LA Dodgers and go two scoreless and have to pitch against Mookie, Freddie Freeman, and Will, or is it Will Smith? Yeah. Max. Yeah. Will Smith and go three up, three down and the Jays would win. You'd say what, who the fuck one, who the fuck's Jay, Jay Jackson. And two, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And Hennessy's Cabrera throwing. A big yeah, 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 for sure. Those two guys, those are the Bash brothers. Those are the num 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 num. The eating <laughs> the the eating inning brothers. Maybe we got to come up with a name with that. We got to come up with a name for those two. But yeah, that game ruled. The vibes were immaculate. Um, broke the record on the stream, but the next day we broke it again. Yes, Just, we, we went back to back. Uh, let's go into the game. The game heard around the world. Uh, the worst game of all time. I know we talked about it a little bit at the start. I Avery, I honestly like, and maybe someone can roast me for this or talk me off this. That gave me the exact same terrible feeling in my stomach, like the exact same terrible vibes as the wild card game. Yeah, I, I was very close to feeling the same way. I think I said that at the start as well. I, I laid down after as like I'm ready to go to bed. It's like fuck, this kind of sucks. And I was trying to remember back to how I felt after the wild card game. It's be like, uh, pieces of me is kind of gone right now. Like something we were doing every day, yeah. Working towards, so it's just like, uh, kind of sucks, man. We can't do that right now. It's like, when are the Jays playing? Oh, they're never playing again. But that's what regular season baseball is. It's like we have a game the next day. I was talking to my brother, um, eating dinner tonight. Any other time, like if that's a meltdown in the playoffs, and it's oh, and you lose your season on that, and you have to wait a whole off season that. And that is what makes the wild card one way different. Because when I was up in those stands and the Mariners are celebrating on the field, I was like, I'm not going to see this team play until like a regular season game until April of next year. Yeah. You know, it's like that's in my mind. I'm like, fuck. And and then we had a bounce back to an afternoon game the next day on this one. So it's like, okay. So it's easy to forget, especially when they play like they did today. It makes it easy to forget. But that game, I mean, you did everything in your power to win that game. Like I said, you hit runners scoring position. Danny Bonds is fucking insane. (laughs) This dude is a three run double. The three run double from Danny Jansen, the 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 well needed cushion for this bullpen. And honestly, like I just I'm trying to think how to word this properly to make this make sense. What was I the worst like part of the ninth inning? The Chapman bounce. I agree. This, the game's over if Matt Chapman doesn't get the worst hop I've ever seen on a major league baseball field. Like, it was a top spun ball that hopped fucking three feet up on him that Matt Chapman turns that double play a hundred times out of a hundred. And it, or even gets an out. Like yeah. just the out, because that was the that was that was the uh, winning run at second, right? Like, or the tying run at second. Even if he just gets an out there and throws to second, gets the lead runner, then all right, a little bit different here, right? Like the at bat's a little bit different. Swanee feels a little bit different, but just seeing that hop. But 
I, we could talk about the offense in that game. Obviously, shout out to Whit Merrifield, who continues to just be the best hitter in base, like in my mind in baseball. Brandon Belt continues to rake. Um, just all these guys, man. I the offense, I can't say this enough. The guys that are, shouldn't be performing, bro, Bobachet four for six. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking wild. Jordan Luplo one for four. Um, obviously with a little bloop there, but. It's just the guys that shouldn't be performing that I have the lowest expectations for the dudes carrying this fucking offense, like Danny Jansen, Whit Merrifield, and Brandon Belt. I know Boba Shett obviously is is one of those guys as well. But Kirk, yeah. he got a double as well on a ball yeah, that was like, definitely yeah. looks like it was a ground into a double ground, play. Yeah, ground to double play ball. Um, yeah, and then Chris Bassett wasn't great, but he kept you guys in the game. Five runs, two innings, one run away from a quality start. We'll call it a gate fourteen quality start. Genesis Cabrera, two innings, three strikeouts. Like, everything went right that game until, like, everything went right until one inning. It was one inning that fucked the entire thing, or one half inning. That was a Mona Lisa game until then, Avery. Yeah. A Mona Lisa game. The bullpen was looking great. Obviously, Genesis comes in. All these guys are pitching really well. The offense puts up a crooked number like crazy. Seven runs, or six runs. I think it was seven, actually. Yeah, seven runs. And, uh... What do you do? Like you, it just you blow it in the ball. I'm actually. I'm. Are you mad? How did it? First of all, Vladdy getting a glove on that ball was kind of impressive on the Chris Taylor one. Yes. Espinal just holding on to the baseball and just looking at first base is uh, just the worst feeling in the world. And that video makes it look so much worse. Like I don't know if people are slowing it down, but the video of it that I'm seeing is he just genuinely was just camping there. Yeah, like he was like he was prone, and the thing that with Espinal is like you like wh- you got to know the situation. You know that guy is rounding third, like he's hard turning third. You think he just like jogging See, the, in there? the one the thing for me is he the game's over if he makes the throw to first and he's out. Yeah, so obviously that's his first course of action because imagine he picks up the ball and he can get the runner at first and he just doesn't throw it to him. It's like okay, what? What the fuck are you thinking? And then Will Smith blows a stop sign because the ball is on the infield. I just don't think there was any. Yeah, like Will Smith shouldn't have gone. The third base coach held him. But he the... saw the situation, though, with, with with Espinal pretty much like standing prone. Yes. Yes. Well, he thought the ball probably got through. Maybe. He, like hit off his glove, went through, and he's like, okay, I got to score here. Super aggressive situation trying to score the tying run. Yeah. So I think it was just a culmination of some really bad things. The worst look in the world for him, though. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He, he, how is he still on this team with, like, Addison? Like, the way Addison's playing in the minors, man. Like, I, I don't. There's a lot of. Or David Schneider. Yeah. There's like, a lot of good, good stuff going on. And it's like, I don't want to chirp Kevin Biggio, but I saw someone tweet that. A lot of other teams that are successful call up non like super prospects and still get better. It's like Espinal, Biggio. Biggio's been fine, like recently. Isn't a chirp to him, but yeah. Like you you should move on from some of those guys that when you can. It's like, okay, get get a little something for them and then give guys opportunities. Like how the, how long are they gonna stay in the minors? Every, everyone in the Orioles system's hitting three fifty and they just <laughs> They just keep bringing them up, keep bringing them up, keep bringing yeah. them up, and they yeah. do okay. It's like Jordan Westberg and Colton Cowser, like splitting at bats. They don't even play the same position, but they're 
they have super prospects, just not even getting a bunch of at bats in the big leagues, and we have them just like hitting really well. Austin Barger's up on any other any other organization probably with his little hot streak. For sure. But like my thing is it's kind of pissing me off. Is like I'm looking at guys like Davis Schneider, who has oh my god, he has 20 home runs already. Um what bad does it take? Like he can't be worse than Espinal. He he's a he's a second baseman that hits for power. What more do you fucking need? This is what <laughs> you need. His OPS is 965 in triple A, dude. 965. I don't know what more this guy has to do. And at some point, you're gonna have to sack up, swallow your pride, and send down Espinal and be like, figure it the fuck out, man. Because he has not been good defensively. His OPS is below 700 against lefties, righties, whatever, ampidextrous, whatever the fuck. <laughs> He's just below 700 and everything. So what good does it do having a guy who hits for power, who is shown he can hit for power in the minors, who is raking? Why are you leaving him down there? What, what, like, what does, like, how, it's not a bad thing to call him up and give him some at-bats. Like, take the, put Witten left and put him at second, you know, like, I don't get why we're just letting him rot down there, a David it, Schneider type. You know what floor you have with the guys on your team, but you have no idea the ceiling. And we just haven't even explored the thought of trying something else. They're just happy with what they have. Um, it's annoying, man. It's so annoying. Like, even Spencer Horowitz is hitting, like, 350 in the minors right now. Like, in what, he has seven at-bats with this team. Yeah, like, it's just, I, I don't get... I, I, I'm trying to get it. I would I, like I, more prospects to be called up and given a chance. Okay, yeah. Prospect resurgence. Like, just let Davis Schneider get 20 at-bats in the majors. Just see what you have from this guy, man, you know? Yeah. Like, we know what he could do in AAA, and that's rake, right? So, like, give like he's forcing the Blue Jays' hand, and at some, sooner or later, something's got to happen, man, where you got to call him up. Like, Espinal is nothing but detrimental to this team. He provides zero value, zero, not an ounce of value, not an iota. So <laughs> just bring the, bring the dog, bring the big dog up, please bring David Schneider up, please. Um, but yeah, like the, uh, you, you were talking about that game. It's like the thing that I'm mad about more is like just the bat, like the bad bounce. And then the Espinal, like that entire inning was just a fever dream to me. And then the worst part of it is, is, you have a chance to win it in the top of the 10th, but you're so depleted. Oh my God. I fucking forgot about this. You're so depleted where it's like you, your offense is like, we just scored seven and we're an extras motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it was so bad. Do you remember the Luis Rivera sending Kevin Kiermeyer? Yep. So top of the second or top of the 10th, Kiermaier at second, Dalton Varsho, the three pitch strikeout, the strikeout hurt around the world <laughs> and Bo Bichette, does his job. Pro hitter, opposite field single, uh, two Mookie bats who has one of the best arms, or if not, like a top 10 arm maybe in baseball. I don't know. And Luis Rivera is sending a guy who is like, all right, he's fast, but is he the fastest dude alive? No. I don't even think fucking Whit Merrifield scores on that, Avery. He sends Kevin Kiermaier, and Kevin Kiermaier is out by a trillion feet with a bad throw. The throw was offline. The catcher caught it, dove back to home plate, and still got the tag off. That's how out he was, Avery. He is he's safe if he dives head first as well. I don't know why he went feet first. Yeah, I don't know. 
it's just like you get your hand in there, extend as far as you can, um, and you and you're safe, man. Fuck. I'm um, more mad about the send though than the slide. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. The send was horrific, dude. Um, that and the Red Sox send are the exact same thing. Luis Rivera is just asleep at the fucking wheel there. I really don't know. Well, you you don't really um, you don't really remember the good ones because they score like they're supposed to. So yeah, I don't know what his send chart would tell us his, his baseball. Uh, or I'm telling you, I'm page. telling you the stack cast charts, not telling you to send someone on Mookie bets. <laughs> <laughs> That's for fucking sure. What pissed me off though, was like, you got first and third there for George Springer, who albeit has been really bad. I mean, hundred percent. He grounds into a double play, but still give him the chance. But still give him a chance. Yeah, exactly. We got to talk about George Springer, Avery. Um, I'm going to be sick. And people on Twitter are like, oh, everyone's hating on George, hating on George. I'm not hating on George, the player. I'm hating on George, the sample size he's given us right now. I thought you were about to say you're hating on George, the person. No, 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 no. The sample size (laughs) given us right now. Like, he is one for his last 26, Avery. One for his last 26. 13 for his last 62. I know he will figure it out. I will know this is George Springer. I know, I know, I know. But when he is bad, it's elevated so much more because he's at the top of the order hitting leadoff. And it seems like every time this dude is up, there is runners on base. Every fucking time. And he grounds into a double play or or pops out. I know he's going to figure it out. But this stretch that he is on right now is catastrophic shit. Catastrophic shit at the plate. Unserious. Yeah, it's kind of tough to watch. I guess everyone's at bats when they're really going bad suck. That's why you get on them. Like Boba yeah. when he struggles, his at bats suck and he flails at the ball. Vladdy just taking Vladdy took a lot this weekend. Um, George just swings a noodle bat when things are going wrong for him. It's like the ball can't get the out falling, of the falling. The falling. I love the falling. You know that. <laughs> if if George wasn't hitting smashing baseballs off his ankle every at bat, I don't want it. That's what he's good at. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks. Always, and we're not always, hating on him. We're not hating on him. It's just this stretch. No, he's really in a bad, bad stretch watch. right now. Yeah. He'll figure it out. He he went on a bad stretch to start this year, and then he got hot for a couple months. Like, exactly. He'll, no, he'll, he'll, he'll be, be okay. Fine. He'll be you okay. You want the the hot, cold, hot. Factor. He's a very streaky hitter, and we've known that his entire Blue Jays career, right? His is is his average is down to two fifty seven. Not great. Like not I wouldn't great. mind George Tember, like we had. Yes. Bo-tember. Oh my god, that was he was a bad man. That was a bad motherfucker. Um so yeah. I, one of them will do the Lin Sanity run. Yes. Oh my god, I'm looking at MLB debuts by teams this year. The Reds 12, Pirates 11, um Giants 10 calling up prospects. Oh the, my god. Holy shit. 12? Yeah, twelve debuts. Yeah, like I'm seeing Marco Luciano right now. Uh, I'm playing shortstop for the Giants. Can't wow. believe it. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's that's fucking insane. Oh yeah, but going back into that uh, Monday start, Jose Barrios couldn't be more back. Yeah, he's good. He's insane. He's, he's very insane. good. He's very Bassett, good. Bassett battled Kikuchi. Great. Just Kikuchi was just in his Duffy today. Uh, in his Duffy. Let's go into today's game. Obviously, yesterday's game couldn't sleep for a little bit. Did I you? Was... Did you think it was a uh, like a lo- auto loss today? No, I didn't think so either. A lot of people were tweeting that, by the way. I well, you don't... you go down in horrific fashion the night before. You think you'd roll over, but you, there's also a little bit of 
need. I, I like the. I but like that the shows fact, a pretty good clubhouse. I, I know, is, but I also like the fact that the game was like I pretty much directly after. Like it was 100%. like percent. Yeah, it just it like if to you go wipe. if you did if they had to play that game today, day off, long flight, cross country road trip home. Like yeah, like a playoff series. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, would be an issue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think really good bounce back effort today, fueled by Whit Merrifield being. Manny Ramirez. <laughs> Whit Merrifield, that ball he hit out today. We're in the year 2023, and Whit Merrifield is pimping home runs like a motherfucker. He pimped the shit out of that. That was awesome, dude. That was so awesome. Whenever he hits it, you don't you don't know if it's gone because it's wit. Yeah, and the stat nerds tell you the exit velo is not there, obviously. But well, that's not stat nerds. That's just that's just the numbers. <laughs> but when he got it and he stood there. Couldn't believe it. The ball flies out Dodger Stadium during the day. Thank yeah. God. Two uh, for four. Two for four today with four RBIs from Big Hit Wit. Just his on-base percentage is 350, dude. He's slugging 413. Obviously, it's a little bit low, but whatever. It's with Whit Merrifield, obviously. But Vladdy again today, a little two for five. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, Avery, is seven for his last 11. After we turn, I mean. you we I did say he was going to go on a run. I did yes. say that. Yeah, our best players are going to go on a run. You're really going out on. <laughs> well, that's what Bo does. 100. percent No, he, he's awesome. May, oh, wasn't the reason we lost games in Seattle, but he definitely didn't help us getting zero hits the whole series. And comes back and hits every single baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking rights. He's the best, bro. He's the fucking best. Okay, maybe I was wrong about the bar show. He we went over two again today. Um, but going back like into that game, get two walks though. True. You say Kikuchi is incredible. And I was taught, like, everyone's talking about moving to the bullpen, this, all that type of stuff. How do you move a guy like this to the bullpen? He, like, how do you have that conversation with him, Avery? The guy is a 379 ERA as a starter. How do you have this conversation? Move him to the bullpen when Ryu comes back up. How do you justify this? You can't. You can't like, possibly justify that. Um, three starts post all star break, 113 ERA. Are you kidding me? After the All-Star break. Yep. Wow. Let me one-up you. His last seven starts, 38 innings pitch, 2-8-2 ERA, 45 strikeouts in 38 innings. 1-1 one, one whip. Dude, he is he is making a strong case to it, – it's impossible to move a guy like this to the bullpen because it's an impossible conversation to have with a guy. And I know he cares about the team winning and – all that type of stuff with him last year saying he wants to get sent down or whatever it was to improve and help the team. But what a return. I mean, you do you know, you know, the pitch arsenal change that have you seen online? What is it? The curveball. He oh, he's just strictly. No, he's throwing both of them. Now he threw six curveballs all of last season. Now he has, he's thrown 289 of them. And it has the best whiff rate on any pitch, 31.7%. They're hitting 259 against it, which would make it his second best pitch. But when it was just four-seam slider, he knew what was coming. He's a two-pitch guy. One was going to come straight out of his hand, or the other one was going to either come into you or go away from you. Now the curveball has kind of changed things as well. It's been a great pitch arsenal change, and he's really like he didn't throw it for the three years before. And he threw it 0.3% of the time last year. Now it's up 16.4%. Wow. Him a ton. 
He threw wow. it. A ton, he threw it a decent amount again today. What is Fuck it? Yeah. At? He threw it. Yeah. Like 20% of the time today. Hell so, yes. And it's like a decent zone rate on it. Um, like 80% zone contact percentage. So when they're swinging at it, um, yeah, it's just not something that they can hit as well. And and you just you love it. The guy cares. He and his last strikeout today because he knew it was his last hitter. He punches out the last guy and does that little Kikuchi strut that he does. That's insane. Where he like he drops to his knee and lifts his hand up. It's incredible. It's <laughs> fucking incredible. So shout out to you, say man. I mean, there has there. I'm not going to single anyone out, but has there been a worse take saying I want Mitch White? Uh, Kikuchi ain't it. There hasn't been a worse take on the internet. <laughs> there hasn't. There hasn't been. You say Kikuchi is buzzing, dude. He is buzzing. And then right. Jay Jackson comes in today. Zero. Three zeros from the bullpen. Jackson, Mesa, Richards. Fuck yeah. Let's go, dude. Yeah, we needed length out of Kikuchi, and you got that. And then you're able to have Jay Jackson. Tim Mesa only had to throw two pitches, and then you take him out, and then Silver Fox comes in and does what the silver fox does and just throw a shit ton of changeups. But I was talking about this deal on the stream and obviously we we both agree to this. Maybe our listeners can uh maybe change our mind with this. If you had a gun to my head and it was Boba Shet or Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I don't even think I think 90% of Blue Jays fans are taking Boba Shet, right? Yeah, maybe not the fans cuz I think Vladdy's a more liked player for, by the fans. Really? So you think you think it'd be like at least more split for a lifetime contract on the Blue Jays? Yeah, I think he might be generally more liked Vladdy. He's got a super cool story, son son of like a Hall of Fame guy. Um also wrong, Trevor Richards didn't throw many changeups today, but still. Um I think the fans who aren't tapped into numbers would probably say Vladdy lifetime deal, but and I guess Vladdy's the, the thing marketable. I said to you is the lifetime deal would go to Bo if he can keep this hitting up because he plays a premium position. You can get Vladdy's um, number. You can get Vladdy's numbers right now easily from someone else yes. on a cheaper contract. You you're getting them from Hassan Kim right now. I mean Josh Naylor. Yes, <laughs> you can get it from Josh Naylor, paying significantly less for right. Hundred percent. So, so yeah, I think you want to keep him in the organization. It shows that paying your guys who are kind of loyal to you. Um, I mean, maybe loyalty is the wrong word because they're getting paid a lot of money to play in the big leagues. But still, it's kind of been there. Been a positive guy. Been a good thing for the community. Only said good words about being here. So I think you want it as an organization. You want to try and keep the boat. There's going to be that answer, though, at the end of the day. Vladdy or Bo. In two to years down the road, we're going to have this conversation. Hopefully when we're in our fucking condo in Toronto, penthouse, Gate 14s on the moon. We're talking. Where who's who are the Jays going to keep? Where's this conversation going? But it's a tough conversation to have. Bobachet is the best hitting shortstop in the American League. Not named Corey Seager, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, not not named Corey Seager. Well, Corey right? Seager's been hurt all year too. Okay, but Bobachet is like I don't think Jays fans like because we watch every single game. I don't think we realize how lucky we are to have this guy. We don't because we don't realize how lucky we are to have Bobachet. So. Great game today, man. It really, like, they needed this. They needed a 500 road trip there, which is weird because they led, like you said, and after the se- in the seventh inning or later in six out of the six games on this road trip, and they went 500, which is not great, but it goes to show you how taxed this bullpen is. So, uh, yeah, I, that, that's where I'm at with that. I mean, I, I don't know, man. West it's, Coast swing's tough. It is a tough It is a tough swing, but I'm glad the boys are back facing the fucking Angels um, this weekend. We, we miss Shohei Friday. Which is, thank God. 
We're going to get Kevin Gossman versus some bum. Silseth, I think, is his Sil name. Silseth? Okay. Yeah. Who carved the Yankees, my Yankees. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, by the way, that play that Luplo made was fucking awesome. Uh, when everyone else couldn't see him. Everyone anyway. couldn't see the pop-up, and Luplo comes out of nowhere with his little muzzy. It's so funny. What a legend that dude is. But let's go into listener questions, man. I'm sure some of them are about the deadline on Monday. We'll do more deadline talk Sunday night, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's take some time and dedicate um, to the deadline for Monday. Yeah. Because right now, so, some of the questions are, Jay's making a trade. What package would you do? I'm going to take the time and come up with shit that I want to see. Um, on Monday. Yes. Unless, on Sunday hopefully it'll happen as well. Because there's not uh, much to talk about on the weekend on the weekend pods. Like this one, we had a we had a four days to break down the weekend one. We we I mean we're, we're back at it like two days or three days after we record, right? So yeah, exactly. But we have weekend stuff to get into that we can talk about, which is yeah, for good. sure, for sure. Johnny um, Toronto. Jonathan wants to know everyone's go to haircuts. What you get? Uh one on the sides and uh quarter of an inch off the top. Really? Or one on the sides. In the back, tapered, uh, f- like uh, faded up, and then uh, a quarter of an inch off, or an inch off the top. Sorry, my hair is pretty long right now, so an, an inch off the top. Okay, I go, I go, low skin fade every time. Um, I don't like when they do the skin all the way up too high, too bad. And then if I if I like my hair long, I'll just like keep it on top. Who cares? Yeah. Um, all right, next week is hell week. Um. It's what, oh fuck! I didn't think about that. It's what the podcast is going to be called for sure. We did Hell Week last year. Yes, and they went on a run on that Hell Week. I think too. I think they buzzed on that Hell Week. So, hundred percent Hell Week next week. Um, Rob wants to know our prediction for Hell Week: four against the O's, three against the Red Sox. Right? Yeah. Four and three. Four and three. I'll take ten times out of ten. Gain no ground, lose no ground. Keep stay above water. Five and two. I'll just I'll be rock hard the entire time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I don't know what to think of it. We'll go into that obviously next week when we break down the series stuff like that. But next week is Hell Week, but it's Hell Week Part One because we looked at that. Someone mentioned oh. it on stream. Uh, Jay's got Rays Yankees Rays Yankees back to back to back to back. So in September, that's that's Hell Month actually probably. Yes, 100%. Um. But yeah, no this that this is a massive week for the Blue Jays. This is a massive week because. The Jays go on a little run, then Ross Atkins is like, "All right, let's fucking keep going for this shit. Let's get let's get a big bat. Let's get a let's get like a piece, or let's get like let's elevate ourselves here because the American League is wide open, Avery. There is no like the Rays suck right now. They're two yeah. and eight in their last ten. The Boston Red Sox are actually good. Yeah, the Red Sox actually might be good. Um, and then Trevor Story's coming back. They should get some pitching help as well. We need to separate here. Yeah, this is and- where you separate." Yeah, needs to happen. And right. playing at Fenway, fuck, next yeah. week. All right. Uh, some of your th- top three fast food places. You're not that big of a fast food guy, but no, I'm not. Um, let's go. Does Subway count as fast food? Yeah. One. This is. I'm gonna get roasted for this. So if we're including breakfast and all this, McDonald's one, Subway two. And I really like I love shawarmas. Like I I'm a big shawarma guy. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think Osmo. I guess I could say Osmos, but that's like a lazy man's answer. I don't know if there's like a specific one there. I know there's one in Milton, I can't really say, but um because it's like I can't say it's like not a it's like a it's not like a chain. It's a one off. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll go McDonald's, Subway, and Osmos. Fuck it. Okay. Chipotle, 
Raisin Cane's Whataburger. Three of my favorites. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Scratch that entire thing. I don't know. If we we're including American things. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. If eliminate all that, Raisin Cane's, um, Chipotle, and not not Whataburger. Whataburger's trash. Raisin Cane's, one in one. In oh, sorry. Chick Fil A, Raisin Cane's, Chipotle. Bang. That's the. I think Chick Fil A is a little overrated. Well, you have the Canadian one near your work. You don't have the American one. True. The one I we mean, had in St. Louis slapped. Yeah, that was good. That was That's good. That's what I'm saying. Well. We had the American one, the fatter one. Um, I'm almost, I'm a big Taco Bell fan too, to be honest. Oh my god, bro! What? Yeah, I like I like Taco I Bell's work, man. Can't do it. I can't get behind Taco Bell. I can't do it. Junior college ruined it for me, bro. True. Yeah, I didn't. I never really ate it. That's why. Like, I don't eat it a lot. So when I see one, Crunchwrap Supreme, bang. Yeah. Worst MLB stadium you've been to and why? Roger Center. Roger Center. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because it's one, it's literally, we say this every podcast almost, it's just a concrete slab. There yeah. is nothing baseball-y about it. It's a multi-purpose venue. And the other fields we've went to aren't multi-purpose venues. Comerica Park, Comerica Park great stadium, not a multi-purpose venue. Um, what, What's the other one, Avery, we went to? Uh, great American. You've been to that one, not yep. a multi-purpose venue, just a, a ball field, just the ball field being a ball field. We were at Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium, that's a baseball stadium. The Rogers Center is the only like multi-purpose one that was obviously made to have football played in it, which is in my mind why I genuinely think it's the worst stadium I've been to out of them all. Citizens Bank, fucking rules. Yeah, I don't know if I've been to one that's been bad in America because it's just nice to be outside. Yes. Like I, I went, to, we my, don't have I went to Miami. Miami's cool. It doesn't really feel like a great ball field because there was no one there every time. Yeah, like cool yeah. facilities, like modern. Um, I went to. I've been to Wrigley. Loved it. Um, I went to Miller Park. That was inside again, but it felt more like a ball field than Rogers Center for sure. So I don't Maybe know if I go there all the time though. That might be why. Um, yeah, no, I, I, listen, you put it, I, I don't care. I know the weather stuff really, really sucks, but just the stadium being outside will always just be different vibes for me, no matter what. I still enjoyed Bush Stadium, and the weather when we were there, Avery, was fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, I was wearing, I was wearing two sweaters and a vest. And we like, just- I, I have never been colder in my life, but still looking back on it, I have a positive experience because I'm like, this stadium fucking rules. Yeah. got the grass in center. The bar and like it's just it's it just it's just different. It's just way different. Get out and see the world, man. Go see different parks. You'll love it. Yeah. And Don't go to you... Europe. Don't go to Europe. Go see MLB stadiums. <laughs> the we need to go to Europe to watch soccer this year. By the way. Oh my god! I know our listeners want us to go so bad. I keep I get DMs every once in a while from it. Like, would just people DM me like about the prem and stuff like that? I'm so fired up. I cannot wait for that shit to be back. Same with college football, T Mac. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I just uh, baseball MLB ballparks going to different ones. Rule. I'm excited to go to Cincy in a couple of weeks with like me, you, Curtis, and Alto. That's going to be fucking insane because you're going to be watching this game at Oracle right now. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It really. Everyone's wearing winter jackets in California. It doesn't matter. Everyone's having a good time. They're outside boozing on a fucking Wednesday night. What's the next question, Abe? Um, I don't know if we really have to answer this. Who would you rather close out Game Seven of the World Series, Mitch White or Alec Manoa? We're not going to answer that one. 
Um, do we have full faith in Ross Atkins to make the right moves? Or I actually, are, or are you not confident in him? He hasn't given us a reason to be non-confident in him. Like I haven't heard about Nick Frasso in a goddamn minute. Um, that's <laughs> well, the only like really head scratcher he's kind of done. Like Dalton Varsho, you could justify it because he has tons of years left of control and he's really good defensively. Sure. Whit Merrifield for Max Castillo and Taylor Samad or Samad or whatever is is a generational Samad Taylor. Samad Taylor, sorry, is a generational fleecing. Like a generational fleecing. So 100%. Ross Atkins is like he signed Kevin Gossman. Matt Chapman deal. Matt Chapman deal. Jose He's, Barrios deal. Jose Barrios deal. He signed Chris Bassett. Signed Kevin Gossman. Now fuck it. You say Kikuchi's looking like a bargain, you know? Like he has made these moves that were just like, I don't know what more we can complain about with this guy. He's done, he he's constructed a very good baseball team. Yeah, the the Bass deal he made last year with Pop is actually a pretty good deal as well. Like, we don't hear of Grosjean's ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Anthony Bass doesn't <laughs> contribute at all, but he was good last year. Yeah. And Pop, there's there's hope for Zach Pop when the rosters expand that he can help this bullpen as well. So I am I'm pretty confident in him to make good moves. Um, that's it. Yeah. No, it's. I, I'm excited, man. Trade deadline day is coming close. It's the best day of the fucking year. Doc's fired up for it. Everyone's fired up for it. Um, <laughs> Trade secrets, let's, baby. Let's go into the pitching matchups. Uh, so Friday, like we mentioned, uh, it's Kevin Gossman versus Sealseth. By the way, on Apple TV, fuck you, Apple TV. Fuck you, dude. I got to watch this on an illegal stream now, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, Sealseth versus Gossman Friday. Manoa versus Detmer Saturday. I'll be at that game. That's not excited for that. Um, and then Sunday, I believe they said it was Bassett. I forgot. I, I forgot to read the fucking thing. Um, yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, Bassett versus I'm not sure who. Sorry, guys, didn't come prepared for that. I totally forgot about that. Still fell asleep at the wheel. I'm usually good with it. So hand no, up. what Brios would go? Sorry, Brios. Brios. Sorry. Yeah, Brios on Sunday. Um. And then I'm assuming they're going to have Ryu go in that Orioles series, hopefully the Wednesday game we go to. Um, but I want to say Jays take two or three. I mean, they're kind of rolling right now offensively. Angels' shitty bullpen playing a doubleheader ha- have to win Friday, 100%. Um, I don't think I'm ready to give the Manoa um, the benefit of the doubt. Detmer's pretty good. Feels like he'll, Rios, though. Yeah, feels like he'll curveball them to death, slider them to death. Um, so I'll go... Win Friday, win Sunday, two and one. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. Win two one. Vladdy can I don't think Manoa will pitch bad per se. Shohei will hit a home run off him. <laughs> but um I don't know. I think they might struggle against Demers. Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens though. But I'm excited, man. Um when Otani every time Otani comes to town, you love to see it. I mean, a generational, a guy that we're gonna be able to tell our fucking grandkids we got to watch play baseball. Yeah, so my the first time Shohei came to Canada, my Japanese roommate from Tokyo was living in Georgetown with me, and it was the best day of his life. We had to go to the game. Like, he had to see Shohei, and yeah. that was one of the best memories I had. Uh, the other good memory I have was, like, Ryu coming to town from the Dodgers and just a ton of people supporting him as well. So I hope 
hope the Japanese community in and around Toronto shows up big time because it's and you cool. know they will. It just sucks he got scratched for that Friday start because him versus Gossman would have been scenes, dude. That would have been awesome. That's all absolute scenes. That's why you watch baseball for yep. best on best. Yep. But anyways, uh, thanks to everyone for listening, man. Uh, the live streams we broke the right, what almost five hundred people in it at one time. Yeah, five people at a, at a time um, was insane. And then people like the sickos that go back and watch it, or you're crazy. Um, we broke the record the night. So we broke the record on Monday, Tuesday, we one upped it and broke it again. Um, just fucking awesome, man. I love you guys. It's just, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, uh, just the gate 14 difference, man, no score bug, nothing, just vibes. <laughs> Everyone just vibing out. Um, I will see you guys for Friday beer. Avery will be at a cottage. Enjoy the cottage brother. And uh, I might, maybe I'll stick around and just leave for the cottage after the game. I won't be. Oh, are you guys going? Are you guys going out Friday? No, like, no, no. Like, I might just gotta. I won't sit in cottage country traffic, so I might just leave after the Jays game. That that makes more sense. Um, yeah, yeah you don't obviously you just don't booze or whatever, but yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So we'll I'll see you guys. We'll so we'll both see you guys Friday beers. Uh, thanks to guys for the support. Corona collection dropping next Tuesday. Um, I was gonna announce it on the next podcast, but just prepare. Start saving your money. Maybe do an <laughs> extra side job. Help someone. Help someone out with some chores. And uh, Corona Rooftop Collection will be dropping on Tuesday. Love you guys. And uh, let's have ourselves a fucking weekend. Johnny Toronto's back.